welcome to RNGG, what is randomly a randomly generated game design podcast. I'm Cassidy and my pronouns are she and they. My pronouns are they them because I am crashing waves. Hello. Hi. Hey. Uh, this one's different than normal. I said it was going to be different than normal, but this is different and not the way that I was intending. Yeah. I built a computer on mm-hmm. the day that we normally record. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a definitely a fun adventure in itself. Especially when you've never done it before and only sort of looked stuff up. Yeah, yeah, that's more or less my experience when I build my tower. But uh, the good news is it's all working just fine so far. I haven't noticed any issues. I got mm-hmm. recording stuff set up, and that's I am recording on it now. Um, but we're also recording this, like, basically the day before it goes up, so... I don't want to do the thing that we normally do. Mm-hmm. I just want to, but I do want to put something up. So yeah, I think we're just going to chat for a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about like games and our thoughts about them that we've been having recently. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna throw a timer up. Still, we got mm-hmm. thirty minutes on the clock. Yeah, go. Um, so I feel like I've been watching a lot of, like, ROM hacks recently. hmm Um, so I watched two Let's Plays of a, er, there, there were two, uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time ROM hacks that dropped relatively about the same time. There is, um, one of them's called Master of Time, and the other one is Escaping Me. But essentially, um, I think they both kind of exist on like opposite or not opposite ends of the spectrum, but like they definitely like had different mission statements. And I find that like very interesting because one of them definitely sought out to make a full length ROM hack adventure that's like about as long as like the original game. But like you can kind of tell that like the one developer stretched himself a little thin with it mm-hmm. like some some of the texture work leaves a lot to be desired it's like dark and muddy and like the writing is very like early 2000s edgy humor that i feel like just like hasn't aged well even though it came out like this year um where the other one they sought to craft like the most high quality experience but it's also like two dungeons a boss that's ported in from the real game and then an original boss and that the original boss that they made makes use of a brand new item that they programmed for the ROM hack. So it's kind of like, you know, this very, very, very highly polished, very technical Marvel, but it's also like very short in comparison to like the original game that it's like spinning off from. Mm hmm. And I just, I, I think that's, like, a really interesting kind of, like, not really dichotomy, but, like, kind of having, like, both of those exist in the world. Because, like, I don't think either of them is, like, inherently better than the other, because they both have, like, very different mission statements. Yeah. But I think they're both, like, you know, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I also watched, I am currently watching somebody play through... uh 
some super metroid rom hacks it's kind of like one of the things he does like every week on youtube is like he'll upload like you know an hour or so of like super metroid rom hacks and like some of them are obviously like not that good right because they're like you know uh either like some of the uh, like the puzzle solving that they're asking is like very obtuse or like they've the whoever made the rom hack just shows like a really uh i an, an eyesore of a color palette and you just have to like deal with that for like 10 minutes but the one he's been playing recently is a an actual like more or less a full length um you know compared to like super metroid uh, rom hack called like uh i think it's just called like metroid phase on mm-hmm. and you're it's kind of a spinoff of like metroid prime 2 where you uh but this time you play as dark samus this time the dark samus is real mm-hmm. um but unfortunately it falls into one of the traps of prime 2 where there are hidden collectibles throughout every level and every map and you have to blindly shoot the walls and try to find them and it's 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 a little like frustrating to watch and i know like the person who's playing it is like not really having a good time trying to sort and like find all these like collectibles because like the menu doesn't show you how many you have and chat keeps telling him that you get something good for getting all of them but you don't know when you've gotten all of them yeah so it's kind of just like this like wild goose chase of like trying to find collectibles in all the rooms and you know in the in the early parts of the game some of it isn't even accessible because you don't have like you know like space jump or the thing that lets you jump like multiple multiple times in a row or like any of like the fun like speed run tech that this person knows uh from running like super metroid and it's just like I think the the part that I watched last night was part eleven of a one hour segments, and I just like I feel for him because like you know the game is is very well made, but like bet- between like the trying to find collectibles that to have no tracker and the fact that the whoever made the ROM hack gave the enemy just way too much HP, like everything's a bullet sponge. Yeah, I think bullet sponginess is sort of like the worst possible version of increased difficulty. Um, it just it the, doesn't make you feel good. the The worst part about it too is the way that they've coded the like the weapons for Samus. The higher damage weapons fire very slow. And the one gun that lets you shoot essentially like on every input frame does probably one of the least amounts of damage. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do you, it really asks you this question of like, are you going to sit around and charge these, you know, very strong singular chart, like single, singular attacks just to maybe have the enemy dodge out of the way at the last second? Or are you going to use the, the weapon that fires, you know, the fastest but is not doing a whole lot of damage and it's uh i don't know it's like i I definitely get where the the person was coming from that made the rom hack but like in implementation i think a lot of the like extra content that they put in 
kind of misses the mark as far as like being fun i i do want to say that i think even if it's a bad rom hack any level of rom hack is impressive to me oh yeah no Um, definitely for sure yeah like it's that's the kind of thing that like i would love to be like i want to learn it someday but like Mm -hmm. that is a level of dedication that seems like a lot to me as someone who knows how to make videos game Mm -hmm. like learning someone else's stuff seems way harder than just built starting from the ground up yeah making a game is not easy i don't you know i don't claim to know anything about anything regarding like making games but it also like as a fan of fun video games sometimes rom hacks just quite don't land right i think yeah as as a fan of fun video games you like it when the video games are fun exactly exactly um but those are those are kind of like where my head's been at like as far as like thinking about games right now is just like yeah like like you said just like putting yourself in the mind space of another developer and trying to make something out of like somebody else's engine just like entirely and like you know what do you do with it do you make a very you know do you make a very polished experience but it may not necessarily be like the longest game ever or you know do you go for length and maybe like lose some quality along the way it's a very interesting question to ask yourself yeah like what maybe you take the doom engine for example and you make a hack of someone else's doom engine game Mm -hmm. that's based on sonic the hedgehog (laughs) i saw that (laughs) it looks really cool actually (laughs) so like that's the thing though is like that sonic roboblast 2 is the doom engine sonic the hedgehog game and mm-hmm. a hack of that is Sonic Roboblast 2 Kart, which I have played a bit of and I do quite enjoy. It's a kart racing game in a Doom engine. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's very fun. I enjoy playing it. It's a good kart racer. I would recommend it. Um, you can make, there's tools available for making custom character assets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And there's like a lot of already made ones it's it's good it seems like fun i want to play it again someday i know there's a server that is all people's original characters and i'm i need to get in there and i need to see it with my eyes oh that sounds like a very good place to be yeah um i haven't like i've been bouncing around from a lot of stuff i haven't gotten into anything like deeply in mm-hmm. a while video game wise mm-hmm. um like the most the thing that i've been playing the most recently is probably ff14 uh, yeah that's just because i paid for a month's subscription and i'm just sort of like i'm playing a class that i don't have to feel as anxious about constantly um yeah. i switched from tank to dps and it's it is easier on my brain and emotions and all of that to just <laughs> I... not <laughs> be in charge <laughs> I, I definitely feel that, like, 1,000%. Like, I love the tank aesthetic. I like tanking for my friends. I cannot stand tanking for randos. It just shoots my nerves so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I, I, I'm i doing that. I'm on Cactuar. If you want to play, say hi. Come say hi to mm-hmm. me, please. Yeah. Um, And that's been a good fun. I got to find a way to transfer all of my stuff over to this new PC as far as gear the sets, local. though. Yeah, the local files are... are... I didn't. I transferred. thought that. I like. I could understand like system settings being local. I thought that would have been not local. Yeah, it's um definitely interesting how many things they got away with storing like uh like client side versus server side. Yeah. Um. So. Um. What, was, what else? I, I tried out Battletech for the first time. That seems like it might be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got fun tactic stuff. I'm slowly wrapping my mind around some of the uh, the systems as they throw it at me in the story mode. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of I kind of want to drop the dollar to get Game Pass for PC for a month. Maybe I'll like worst case scenario I'll play Forza Horizon Four for a while. I like a good racing game. Um, yeah, I, I would love I, to I really try liked... out Flight Sim, but mm. I don't want to have to download a hundred gigabytes. You know? Yeah, yeah. And apparently, um, it plays. Uh, it, you download a client to download the hundred gigs. Yeah, and the and entire the client... client is running music. Yeah, and yeah, you, you can't like turn the music down unless you go into your like your like like uh pc volume mixer (laughs) yeah (laughs) like um final fantasy 11's launcher does that too where um you you boot up play online which was going to be this whole thing square Enix was going to like you know make all of their like pc games boot off of this back in the early 2000s and honestly the only thing that really used play online super well was final fantasy 11 but like every time you boot it up it's just like blaring full blast music and it just like it, it the song is good it just like the the sheer volume and like unexpectedness of it all just like gets me every time i i will say someone on twitter i was interacting with reminded me that star wars squadrons comes out in like a month so that'll be good. Jesus. Wow. Can't wait to fly a spaceship. It looks good. I'm excited for all of my friends who like flying spaceships. I don't know if it's like a game for me. I also don't have like new game money right now, but um yeah. it looks really cool. I just think I will be appreciating it from the sidelines. I'm I'm mostly excited for uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles to come out. Yeah, I feel like maybe that might be something we end up waiting for the holidays for. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Mm-hmm. Apparently the multiplayer is region locked. Huh. I, so, so uh, for, for those who haven't been keeping up with it, uh, they are porting the GameCube classic Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles to modern hardware, and... You know, they, they've announced all these amazing, amazing, like, quality of life things. Like, you know, it has cross-play between PS4, Switch, phone, I want to say PC, but maybe not. But, like, iOS and Android. So at least, like, four different 
you know, heart like you know systems between iOS, Android, PC, or um, PS4 and Switch. And if you get one person to buy it, so you have one person buy the full game, everybody else buy ha- only has to download like the free version, and you can do eleven dungeons together before the full party has to buy the full game. And so I was just like waiting for like, but what's the catch? What's the catch? What's the catch? And it's region locked multiplayer. <laughs> I mean, I guess it could be worse. I mean, what, oh, what yeah. are the, what's like the, do we know like the regions that they're locking it between? Like what, how broad are those? I have no idea. Um, I, I would have definitely have to research it, but I, and I would imagine like, as far as like like Final Fantasy fourteen servers, we have Europe, Japan, and then NA. Oceania, I don't think has its own data center yet, even though they really need it. So I think it, it, if if anything, it'll be at minimum three regions. fascinating seems like a a strange thing to do but i guess i get it yeah yeah it's um i'm just i'm grateful for the cross-platform you know like Mm -hmm. being able to play like if somebody really wanted it for ps4 then they can have it on ps4 i feel like i'm gonna be really wanting it on switch so I will probably pick it up on Switch whenever I have new game money. Which hopefully it will be soon. But um <laughs> Like that and um so they're doing a, a whole like cosmetic system. So you can like wear cute outfits. And at first it was just like, you know, you can uh, the first like press they did for it just showed like NPCs that exist in Crystal Chronicles, like the first one. And I was like, okay, that's cute. And then recently they showed cosmetics that are um, things from other Crystal Chronicles games. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was kind of a neat touch. It's like, okay, Square Enix acknowledges that this franchise exists. Maybe we can get more remasters or just a new entry in this, like, you know, series later. Like, that would be really cool. So I looked up um, what the files are here in the in the directories, the local directories for Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. Um, I know I said gear set seems like a weird thing to be local, but I found something even weirder. What is that? Item positions in in inventory. Yeah, because um, when you drag things around in your bags, it kind of remembers where you settle them down into. So if you hit like right click sort your bags you can unsort it and it puts it back where you like dragged it to yeah i just that's another weird thing for it to be local to me i guess yeah i now i'm just trying to figure out like which of these do i want to try to bring over because like i don't i've already fixed most of it Mm Hmm. i think it's just the gear sets at this point yeah, yeah, we definitely do gear sets. Because it's like, you know, you're still a relatively new player, so it's not like you have, you know, all the crafting job hotbars you have to reset up, all the gathering job hotbars you have to reset up. 
you know, all of the battle classes, you've got a only only a handful of bars for battle and crafting or battle battle and gathering classes. Mm, I'd have to reset up my fishing bars, but I haven't switched over to Fisher yet. Hmm. But that's also like, like not a hard thing for me to do because there's not that many buttons for Fisher. Yeah, Fisher, like your muscle memory will take over and you will remember like what buttons feel right. Or if you don't, you'll make new muscle memory and just like create new neural pathways f- just for fishing. Mm-hmm. That's me. I love to make neural pathways for fishing. Hell yeah. <laughs> um. So. Moving back to when I was talking about Star Wars Squadrons and other flight games. Yeah, um, yeah. I had completely forgot about, like, someone, the same person I was talking to was like, oh yeah, I was gonna maybe get it on PC, but I don't, flight sticks aren't great for uh, people with, like, left-handed and stuff like that. And I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even considered the possibility of playing this game with a flight stick. Oh, dang. That would be really fun. Yeah, so I was looking up flight sticks a bit earlier. <laughs> Most of them are too expensive for me. Yeah, yeah. Especially definitely... if it's like the whole like if it is both like the full Hotas setup with the the throttle lever and the joystick. Yeah, yeah. Although Logitech made one that was like forty bucks, but right now it's out of stock. I don't think they make it anymore. But mm. it's like on their website. Okay. See, I could get into playing some flight games with a stick. That sounds good and fun. Hmm. I remember there was a point in time where I really wanted to get, like, the wheel peripheral for, um, like, racing games. And, like, the pedals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would also wouldn't mind having... I still have, like, a flight stick in my closet, actually. Um, mm. But, like, wheels also seem like a fun thing. Especially, I've seen the ones that have the force feedback yeah yeah um, i mostly wanted it for burnout on the ps2 <laughs> just have that fair. that very realistic experience of just fucking crashing into people <laughs> yeah i just i want to get weird peripherals so i can play games that shouldn't use them yeah final fantasy 14 with the flight stick i was thinking um a fishing game with a flight stick yeah i mean 70 beat sephiroth in kingdom hearts one with the dance pad recently so like yeah you know li- live your truth you know dance pad is another one of the things that i would love to get i want an arcade hard dance pad yeah. i think it's like my goal like i i have played on the soft pads you know my entire like ddr career it's not really a career but like <laughs> all, all the ddr that i've played has more or less been on like a a soft pad and those suckers like they get the job done but damn i feel like i'm like about to like break my neck on them sometimes i've never used a soft pad i've only played i've only played a ddr style game once and that was Mm. an arcade machine at the arcade that i went to with charlie nice yeah yeah my, my parents got us uh ddr and two pads for christmas one year and we played the the shit out of that game but uh i think also some of it came (laughs) came from we would play ddr on hardwood which i feel like is just like not good for your knees probably uh 
And also with socks on. <laughs> like barefoot, you would your your feet would stick to the pad, so like socks helps you like maneuver like between the arrows, but also like that reduces so much of your friction. I feel like that's even you need the more dangerous. Socks with the grippy feet on the bottom. I really do need the the hospital socks with the grippy feet on them. See, I don't ever think of those as hospital socks. I think of those as the socks that I had when I was like four. Oh, see, I definitely have an association with those in hospitals because I have gotten those from hospitals. Not like recently, but like within the last 10 years. So it's like stuck in my brain. If I get a DDR pad for my computer, I also need to buy speakers because I forgot that desktops don't generally have those. yeah i um that was actually one of the things i forgot to pick up too and then i got like a pair of like 30 dollars logitech speakers and i love them i don't use them much anymore because like um i have roommates and i'm not trying to be a fucking weirdo and i stay up all night so most of the time i just have stuff in my my uh headphones but every Mm -hmm. once in a while i'll be like oh yeah i do have speakers and i'll like unplug my headphones and just like lay in bed and listen to music yeah, I, the, I I think I might want to get them. Mm-hmm. Just one because I have a DVD player in here, and I want to be able to watch a movie. Yeah. Um, and like I gotta go to a, a store that would have those anyways because I need to get an H uh display port to HDMI cable. Hmm. So I might as well, you know. Yeah. 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 And like, you don't have to spend a lot of money on speakers for them to be like good not like extremely good you know like not like you know like you're not gonna get like surround sound out of them but like you know spending a little bit of money on them i feel like goes far Mm -hmm. um another thing i want to talk about real quick before we end up end here because we got like another five and a half minutes on the clock um Mm -hmm. video games that seem like they are a result of an rngg episode yes um the first one like i was just thinking about stuff that was in my steam library that i'd want to play see how it looks um i saw that i had blood bowl still uh because i have blood bowl 2 mm. on there and i would love to see what that looks like high quality um right right look at all those skeleton men's with the footballs <laughs> um but <laughs> the idea of if you, we had rolled sports tactics that's Mm. We wouldn't have been like, oh, it's going to be some sort of professional sports simulation or something. Hell, if we had rolled like sports sim, we probably still would have done a tactics game. Um, yeah, honestly. Knowing us. <laughs> but like, specifically, like, I would love to do, like, an, I this is going to be in my back pocket for if it ever happens in the future and we'll have forgotten about me saying it now. But like, something like Blood Bowl, but with different sports. Mm-hmm. Or like, or like Pyre, but what if Pyre was turn-based? Yeah. Oh my instead gosh. of an Blood, action game, Blood Bowl, but you're golfing. <laughs> oh, okay. I hadn't even considered golf. I was thinking basketball. Well, hmm. see, golf isn't really a team sport, but it becomes a hero-based game at that point. See, so you you pick your you you pick your hero, and they all have different golf stats. You see. Yes, that is that is how. Hmm, but how does like hmm, how does the math work? Hmm, 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 hmm. 
You can get weird and fantasy with it. Like, oh, let's go golfing in the Mushroom Kingdom. But like, not like Mario Kingdom, but like Morrowind Mushroom. The Fairylands. Yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, just go f- go golfing by some active volcanoes. It kind of becomes more like Putt-Putt or like mini golf with like the like the locales and the scenery being important yeah like th- that stuff all sounds fine i was just trying to think like how do you get the grid-based tactics of that going mm. well like, it all because you have at, at calculations... like a point it's just golf you know i yeah yeah it is but also like it has like the XCOM like you know like percentages that come up and it's like okay adding together you know your strength score plus the you know the weight of your golf club means that you have an 80 percent chance of landing this drive do you take it i think we should make golf a combat sport (laughs) golf full contact yeah and that's how we can make it tactics hell yeah so it's kind of you're you're juggling two objectives you're trying to get the ball into the hole but also you're trying to be the last uh the last hero standing yeah okay we can make golf a tactics game by making it a battle royale (laughs) 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 but then we have to find a way to balance multiplayer and not making it real-time tactics hmm yeah yeah and i i can't imagine um making 50 people wait their turn is going to be um particularly popular do you have any other um games that came to mind when you're thinking of like things that feel like rngg titles Uh, i mean like battle chef brigade is also like a pretty like big one there like ah it's a cooking action game or something you know yeah yeah and i feel like we've referenced it on this show a couple of times too it's uh i feel like it's a good like case in point to be like you know you can make a you know a genre and a topic go together if you do the like the heavy lifting for it and i feel like battle chef brigade is a good like example of that like you know i wouldn't have thought of like a cooking action game really being like something that goes together but I feel like they did a really good job of like marrying those concepts from what I've watched of you play it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I definitely think um, the last thing I have here on my in my Steam library that makes me think of something is uh oh where was it I scrolled past it and then I forgot about it immediately speedrunners. That's like a relatively old game at this point. Um, yeah, but it is a two D platformer racing game. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've um really played much of that myself, but it looks really cool. Uh there's also Awesome Knots, the uh the the 2D platforming MOBA. Mm. I think I've heard of that one. Oh, I hit I said stop not start stop okay (laughs) all right uh any last things that you want to say if you were to learn how to rom hack a game what game would it be hold on let me look at my rom list 
uh, sorry, I mean my list of very legal Game Boy Advance games. <laughs> um, maybe uh, hmm, this is a, maybe like Sonic Battle. That seems like it would be mm. a fun one to do. <laughs> oh, that would be really good. Hold on, I... let me Google to see if there's any Sonic Battle ROM hacks. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. Between for me, I think it's between like making a Pokemon ROM hack because like I feel like it's just a matter of time before I like lose my mind to that kind of project, or just going like true to my roots and making like either a original flavor of Final Fantasy Tactics hack or doing Tactics Advance. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I, I don't I have to I have to say true to who I am and I think those are those are where my interests lie you know <laughs> it's either it's either Pokemon or it's tactics for me um I'm definitely looking at uh someone's ROM hacking tool for Sonic Battle and it's just like a bunch of gifts of them putting other characters in the game uh including mm, Kirby. <gasps> oh, and they're Kirby OC. Good, powerful. Um, this one is important. I need to send it to you. That's not the mm. gift version, but that's a baby. This person started hacking it in 2015. Hmm. Okay. Huh. What is the last post on this forum? Oh, they it's been so long that they've actually uh they've started working on a completely new editor. Mmm. <laughs> Alright. Oh the GitHub page doesn't exist anymore. Oh no. Oh. Weird. That's like a weird one. What a weird one. Anyways, this has been RNGG. Um do we want to even do plugs this week? I feel like people know my plugs by now, but if you want to, that's fine. Uh, the only thing I'll say is that uh, the last episode of Apex City's Hindsight Silver Age will be out at the end of the month. So before the next episode of RNGG. Um, speaking yeah. of which, the next episode will be a regularly scheduled episode. Um, mm-hmm. We re-pull up what the... Uh, the fucking thing even was theatriclash mm right right we were doing a a tanner episode yeah okay so that gives us a bit more time to think on that mhm um but until then good luck have fun, have fun.